What's up, guys? Welcome to Table for One, only here on Room Prime TV for June 16th, 2019, here on a Sunday. Yes, I know this episode was supposed to be recorded and uploaded to you guys yesterday with myself and Rome himself. However, due to just tiredness from work and just overall haven't been feeling too you know too good lately just wanted to take a step back and give myself a day off but we're here on Sunday and don't worries we'll be back to our normal podcast schedule Wednesday Thursday and Friday so we'll have at least if not three we'll have two but I'm hoping for three because there's a lot of talk about uh this coming week so I apologize for, you know, just not giving you guys the podcast yesterday, but I'm here today and we're going to talk about some E3. But before I do, it's Father's Day. I want to wish all of the fathers that are listening to uh, this podcast and been listening to all of my, you know, podcasts and my content, I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. Uh, unfortunately, my stepfather is in Iran. He passed away many years ago. It still does suck that he's not around, and still, you know, I'm still feeling it. But as time goes on, we heal, and it's a slow process. But he's greatly missed. So. Uh, Henry, I do love you, I do miss you, and hope you're doing well up there, (laughs) hope you're doing well, and don't worry, I'm still here, uh, (laughs) causing havoc, but, you know, I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for you, so, uh, all of the will-be fathers, all of the fathers listening to this, happy Father's Day, and remember, for you know those who have fathers definitely take heed to what they say take their guidance you know listen to them because they're here for a reason they're here to instill knowledge instill wisdom and you will pass that along to your children when eventually you have kids of your own so it's it's super important that you listen listen you listen and honor your parents. You know, honor and love your parents. So, take heed of your father. And hey, if your father isn't a, isn't a good father, then listen to your mom. And if you don't have neither, then listen to your, your guardian or your relative, you know. And, and take all the good things that they have to offer. So, with that being said... Once again, happy Father's Day. Also, if you want to find me on Twitter, that's the main social media I'm on. It is at Room Prime TV. Again, that is at Room Prime TV. Also, I have a website, roomprimetv.com. I recently updated it. So that way, everything is much more streamlined and isn't cluttered and full of crap, but... 
as time goes along, I will edit it more, update it more, and I will add pages, other uh, content up there because it's member. This is a family. It's a little uh, family of our own, the Room Prime TV family. You know, myself, Rome himself, Agent Neil, uh, Hellcat, and the Hyperbolic Shirt Company boys, you know, you know, our, our wrestling family. So we're all one big, happy, dysfunctional family. But I love you all for, you know, providing and helping out with the podcast in any way. That's sharing. That's being a guest on the show. Giving me tips, suggestions, advice. I truly and honestly can't thank you guys enough. So please, if you want to go to my website where is you have everything and everything related to Room Prime TV, go to RoomPrimeTV.com. Again, that is RoomPrimeTV.com. So let's get on with some E3 talk. So E3 came and went. So now the clock is now ticking for... All the games that we're waiting for to come out, you know, Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII Remake, they got Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Legend of Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, Link's Awakening, we have Wolfenstein, we have Ghostwire. We have Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. We have so many games. Marvel's Avengers. There's so many games coming out. And we're waiting for a good amount of them are coming out in 2020. So we had to wait a little long. Not, not, not that long. But it's still a wait. Just roughly a year or so. Give or take a, a month or two. Or a week or two. But. Nonetheless, we know when a lot of these games are coming out. A few of them we don't. He's got teaser trailers for. So as the months, you know, progress, we'll know the details of those games and their release dates, which I can't wait. Honestly, can't wait. But yeah, like overall, this E3, and, and by the way, I will get to some of my personal favorite games that I can't wait to come out and try, you know, like I'll definitely buy them because these games for me stood out for me the most. And I know everyone has their, their own games that they that they're looking forward to, you know, playing when it comes out on their responsive consoles or PC if you're a PC guy. But I have my my own list of games that I've very very much would like to play now but you know we have to wait because unfortunately we don't have a time machine so we'll get to that later on but first i just want to talk about e3 like overall just watching all the conferences uh some of them i watched live others i watched after because you know uh, some of the conferences went on when i was at work so that's where we watched them uh when i had some free time and I watched the Microsoft conference. They showed a lot of games. And especially one game that I'm looking forward to, Cyberpunk 
2077. You know, post-apocalyptic, uh, futuristic, you know, uh, cyber-enhanced game. It looks pretty dope. Of course, the you know the graphics and you know in the, in the trailer will look amazing. Of course, I can't wait. However, uh, we have uh, someone like well-known, very well-known actor in Hollywood that's going to be in the game, and he's going to play a big role in the game, which I was fucking ecstatic about with uh, Keanu Reeves, like Mr. John Wick himself. Just uh, watching that. It was pretty dope. Like, you know, uh, Death Straining. Uh, that game has Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, which is, well, he's a cool co-actor. You know, the ladies love him. You know, he was really cool in The Walking Dead. I haven't watched Walking Dead as of late, but when I was watching it religiously, uh, Norman Reedus was awesome. And... We have like a lot more uh, Hollywood uh, actors in uh, video games, and those are two really big ones. But John Wick being the the biggest one of them all, as he is Mr. John Wick, you know, uh, Mr. Keanu Reeves, Mr. John Wick himself. That you know, just his energy and his charisma, and the fact he's just so just lay back and, and chill. And I just love the fact that he's he's in this game. And I can't wait to play it. Holy crap. Can, can 2020 come quicker? You know, April 16th. Actually, it's a... Uh, hey, same day. We're, we're on the same day. Different, different month, but same date. But I can't wait regardless. Uh, but yeah, Microsoft also unveiled... Uh, Project Scarlet. That was one of the highlights besides Cyberpunk 2077. And it is a doozy. It is a a pretty insane since Sony wasn't available. They they didn't they didn't show up. It was like no, we're too good for E3. Nah. <laughs> but they just decided to skip E3 this year. And their absence, it showed, and and it hurt because having the the big six, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, uh, Ubisoft, Bethesda, you know, Square Enix, it, it uh, it's just by them not being there, it, it was a pretty big void that was at E three, and we all know why because they wanna unveil the PS5, you know, on their own special event, which Nintendo's been doing. Nintendo's been doing uh, Nintendo Directs. And then on E3, they'll have, they have their presentations, they have their, their trailers and whatnot, and they have their, their showcase with um, the Treehouse, and uh, the Nintendo Treehouse, which is cool and all. But it's just something about having those those titles. I understand I'd rather I rather a company instead of just putting out a trailer, a two second trailer for, for most cases. For other cases it'll be good to have a trailer. But for for most cases to have 
a bunch of titles, a bunch of trailers and, and gameplay and hardware, if they have it, to be unveiled and readily available on, on E3 to, to showcase. It's a pretty big thing. It's it's a necessity. If you just have trailers and little to no gameplay, it really does hurt. But I felt like Microsoft did bring it with a lot of the games and the, as well as digital content with their you know X Cloud service, which was pretty uh, at first was pretty confusing, but got the gist of it. And it's going to basically come in, it's going to just provide gaming on the cloud, which we will get into because that's just been the, the, it's been the year of the cloud. It's been the year of cloud gaming and we'll definitely talk about that as the podcast goes along. Yeah, so they unveiled uh, xCloud, which will allow... Xbox players to stream their games on mobile devices or Google Stadia. And that's another <laughs> that's another cloud-based uh, uh, gaming service we will get to later on. And we have so many. We, we have Xbox. We have Microsoft X Cloud. We have Google Stadia. We have PS Now. We have Origins access from EA, even Square Enix is trying to do some sort of uh, cloud gaming, and Uplay Plus, which is Ubisoft's uh, version of their own cloud gaming. It's it's like the race to become the gaming's first, you know, Netflix gaming pretty much, the the Netflix version of of uh, of gaming because Netflix got the uh streaming on lock when it comes to movies and and TV shows and also original content. They have original uh movies and, and TV shows on Netflix. So these gaming companies are trying to you know start that at race. And I think that well it's too soon to even like have opinions just to have like oh like I know who who will do well because it's this is a this is a a new frontier for gaming and my only problem is with cloud gaming is that with uh, bandwidth that's like the main thing because if you like with Stadia you can have the basic you know internet connection to play games at 720p. Uh, which is cool and all, but if you have a, a pretty good internet connection, which is, you know, I believe well, we all should have, don't play on wireless connection, please, <laughs> especially fighting games. But that's going to eat up bandwidth, especially if you're, you're playing these games for a standard period of time, it's going to, it's going to cost you. So you got to be mindful that, that that is one of my gripes and one of the gripes that were were discussed about Google Stadia, which, while it's you can have the basic uh, internet connection, you can play games up to you know 720p, you know just the bare bones, 
and you have a good experience, all you need is a, a phone or, you know, be on the on Google Chrome browser, have your controller, you know, the Google Stadia controller. But it's just too soon later. Is we all know that this could be a, a data hog, you know, just eat away at your at your data. So you got to be careful. Internet bills are going to be fairly expensive. That that's like one of the worries. Even though everything's going to be on the cloud, you know, your controller, so you don't have to worry about syncing uh, the game, so you don't have to worry about uh, disk and and updates and and downloading the game from the disk onto the system because everything's going to be cloud-based, which is cool. But with many of the innovations and pioneering, there's also a lot of concerns, a lot of issues, which I do have. But with Google Stadia, we'll see because it's going to launch later on this year. We'll, we will see, in, you know, in theory, we have a bunch of theories, but in practice, that's where it matters. So that that is for Google Stadia, but for uh, Microsoft's xCloud, I remember from the conference that uh, they will constantly put new games for people to to play, as well as they introduced it for the PC as well, and the memberships aren't too bad. I believe it's $9.99 a month for the basic and then for the pro is $14.99. And then you you will receive uh, Xbox Live Gold, all these perks, which is really cool. It's really fucking cool because just to have that bundled in and you're paying, you know, just a little bit more a month. It's just the future. It's just like with Netflix. With Netflix, you, you can pay small just the basic price and you'll be able to stream on one device you pay a little bit more you get to stream on two devices and then you go to the highest tier you basically get the family package where you can stream on multiple i think i believe up to four which is more than enough so with with this the future of gaming you know and i have some some you know ups and downs about it i have some concerns have some hopes for it but the future of, of gaming is basically on the cloud. Even though I would love to have, still have, you know, possession of physical disc and and uh, and uh, cards, you know, I, I would love to have, you know, physical content. Overall, there's some stuff. If you had to have it digital, it won't, it won't be at the end of the world. But there's just something just about having everything physical, something tangible. And that's what gamers love. They love having something tangible since at the end of the day, they can immerse themselves in, into the world. But once they turn off the system, you know, plug the controller back in, you know, you at least you have that, that cartridge, well, you know, not to date myself, but you know you have that that this you got that that game pack you got that cartridge. So it's uh it's really important just to stay with physical media. It's very important. And yeah, so 
cloud gaming that that's the wave that's the future i'm um with anything new we have to wait and see i know uh ps now playstation now they've been doing that and i experienced a little bit little bit i don't know how it is now since i i tried it back in uh 2016 yeah 2016 so you never know maybe ps now is greatly improved but their their titles of video games uh, the titles need to they, they they need to update that like asap um i might just my opinion there's a lot of old games I would love to play, but uh just not it ain't looking good. And just get a PS2. You can find a lot of these games on, on uh eBay, you can go to a lot of the few mom and pop stores that have these these older titles available. And you just pop in your PS2. And if you still have, if you're lucky to still have your PS2 or your GameCube or your Wii or N sixty four. Super Nintendo even, Sega Genesis, Sega Dreamcast, and you have the original game, that original controllers, console still works, then you're good to go, you're good money. But for those who have newer consoles and they want to play older games, it's it's like hit or miss. It's really hit or miss. So I hope that other companies will continue to push out their legacy products so people can play. That is my wish for for cloud gaming and and for kind of retro feel. So, well, overall, with going back to Microsoft, with Microsoft, they showed a lot of games. They showed a lot of first party, a lot of first party games. Indie titles. They had Cyberpunk, uh, twenty seventy seven. And they also unveiled Project Scarlet, which is the next generation of Xbox consoles. And that will be coming out, I believe, holiday 2020. So we have a ways to go before that's released. And also the trailer for Halo Infinite, which will be a launch title for Project Scarlet. Which I cannot wait, because... I love the older Halo games, and to to see a launch Halo game on this new console, I can't wait. It's gonna be dope. Maybe I'll buy a you know a new Xbox console because I don't own an Xbox One or Xbox One S or Xbox One X. So we'll see. Maybe with the the slew of games are coming out. It'll maybe convince me to get, it'll persuade me to get another, you know, to get an Xbox. But we'll see because I'm a PS PlayStation guy, I'm a Nintendo guy, so we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, so Bethesda, we go to Bethesda. So wow, this conference was like the audience was insanely hype throughout the whole thing and sometimes they were going to business for themselves just uh going back and forth just just trying to heckle and trying to get the you know trying to get their their 15 seconds of fame uh however there was a lot of games there were so many games that were that were in 
you know, that were in place, especially Wolfenstein, uh, Fallout, you know, a lot of Fallout love, a lot of Wolfenstein, a VR Wolfenstein game, also Young Bloods, which is coming out, is coming out July 26th, so a little around a month, just a, a month from now, which I can't wait. Wolfenstein, I love Wolfenstein. Uh, you know, something about killing Nazis, you know? <laughs> Everyone loves just killing Nazis and and whatnot. I cannot wait for this. Um, it looked pretty cool from the, the trailer and a little bit of gameplay. And, yeah, just so many things from Bethesda. Uh, they're really passionate. What I, what I love about the conference is that while people were like, uh, not sure, wasn't all hype until, you know, we get onto the main event, but, uh, I don't know, wasn't mind blown, but to me, it's just the fact that people are very passionate, they're very loyal, they have this love and adoration and, and respect for, for this company and, and the, and the fan base and the community is, it's very, uh, family oriented, and it was something. It was something to behold. It was like wow. Like in in the few years I've been like out of gaming, like going back and watching all these conferences, like wow. Like Bethesda really got it. You know they apologized to their fans about you know Fallout seventy six, um, and they came back and made it better. And they provide a lot of free updates, so you don't have to pay for any of the updates. Everything is free. Everything is, uh, you know, uh, coming forward with the updates. You know, Elder Scrolls, you know, they, they unveiled a lot of content for Elder Scrolls, especially for the mobile. Like, a lot of mobile support this year as well. There's a lot of games that were introduced for mobile. Their mobile counterparts. They have a console, PC, and the mobile. And mobile for those, excuse me, for all those people who say that if you play games on your phone, you're not a gamer, fuck them. A gamer's a gamer. If you play on a PC, if you play on a PS4, on a on a Switch, on an Xbox, or on your iPhone, or on your tablet, you're a gamer. Last time I checked, just because you don't have a controller, hell, you can even pair up your your Bluetooth controller to your tablet, to your phone. A lot of games support it now. And there are a lot of, there's a good amount of console, about console level games that are really large and file, a couple of gigabytes, on mobile devices. So for people to say, oh, you're not a gamer, you, you just play Candy Crush, or you just play Clash of Clans, or whatever, or you just play those lame free games that have a bunch of ads every second, you're a gamer. You don't need a hundred, you know, hundreds of dollars for a console or a PC, even though if you have those two, that's cool. But you can be a gamer while just playing your old school games, you have a PS2, PS3, you have a Wii or Wii U, you have a, you know, a Nintendo 3DS, a new Nintendo 3DS, I should add, <laughs> uh, GameCube, Super Nintendo, you're a gamer, you're playing a game, you have a controller, 
hooked up to your console, you're playing on your television or your monitor, you're a gamer. You're going from objective A to objective B. You're platforming, you're playing action adventure, you're a gamer. So for those people who are saying, oh, you, you play on a tablet, you're not a gamer, oh, you're playing your phone, you're just playing a, a, a low-level version of Fortnite or or playing some fucking Candy Crush or Bejeweled, you're a gamer. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just these elitists, I love these elitists that think that they're better than everyone just because they have... The latest and greatest, you know, you know, PC, you know, you know, PC uh, towers and uh, gaming peripherals, or they have, uh, you know, the X, you know, the uh, PS, the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X. You know, they they just feel so good about themselves. You know, they can afford to buy. All, all this equipment. I love tech. I love gadgets. I love technology. But for those who just spend money on, on this ridiculous stuff. And hey, you're prerogative. And you're putting someone down because they don't have a PC. Or because they don't have a console. And they just have a tablet or a phone. Fuck you. You're no better than them. Let them play their games. You know, Let them play their free-to-play games. And you'll play your games. Simple as that. Nothing wrong with, with playing stuff on mobile on on your tablet or your phone. Nothing wrong with that. I used to get made fun of for playing uh Nintendo games. Oh, like you, you have a Game Boy Color. Oh, you, you had a, a, a three a DS or a DS Lite or a DSI or or a Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Advance XP. You know, even those who played stuff on the Engage or PS uh, PSP were gamers. Doesn't matter if you if you don't have a console. If you have a, a handheld console, especially a Switch, the Switch is both. You can play it at home and you can play it on the go. So that that is that is the like one of my gripes that I have lately, especially with uh, mobile gaming. I really do. Uh, but yes, rant over. Play what you want to play. Don't let anyone tell you any different. You play what you want to play. So, we go back to Bethesda. So, they showed a lot of mobile support for a lot of games. You know, for Fallout, for Elder Scrolls. Which was very cool. Because they had a little bit of something for everyone. They had, they had their PC contingent. They had... The mobile platform, and they have the console. One big happy family. It was really dope to see that. And also, one of the games I was interested in, and one of the one of the uh, the highlights of E3, the first one being Keanu Reeves, aka John Wick himself, for Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, and we had. This lovely rare sunshine, which she made a Twitter a little right afterwards, and she became a, a sensation. I was really, uh, I was really uh, glad that she made a Twitter, and like people love her. Uh, Ikumi Nakamura. So, sorry if I'm 
butcher I butchered her name but yeah Nakamura was a highlight of Ether, especially when she went on stage she was nervous she had to you know present um Ghostwire Tokyo she was very nervous but she hit it she did it really well and that's one of the things that I want to talk about the fact that she turned her nervousness into something positive very energetic full of life I was very very proud of you know of her presentation she was like hell her English isn't the best like number one no kidding that's the second language but she did her best and I understood her like that's for people that don't understand of course there's, there's a language barrier but you just gotta listen a little bit that that's number one you gotta listen a little bit harder because someone coming from another country to learn a language yeah give them props but regardless of that she was nervous she turned that nervousness into some positive energy uh very uh eccentric and she introduced uh ghostwire tokyo which we have no release date we have uh we don't know what what platforms are going to be on they're most likely going to be on consoles it could be on the next gen but it seems like it could be for you know the standard you know consoles and uh uh, PC and as being you know since we're talking about nervousness and awkwardness the best thing to do in a situation when you're feeling awkward is just to you can fake it to make it you you just have to turn that negativity don't don't let it consume you turn that into some some positive some positive energy because we we're a lot especially we're gamers we're, we're introverted we're we're to ourselves we're not very social people there is a <clears throat> sorry there are some who are who can you know are hybrids they can you know they're gamers but when it's come time you know extroverted introvert you know when it, when it's time they can uh, be, you know, extroverts. And then when they're done for the day, they're, you know, go back to their introvert selves. So there's there's few people that can do that. But for the most part, we're introverts where we don't like dealing with people in public. And it's understandable. It's truly understandable. There's this times where I oh, just don't want to deal with people. But as gamers, we can't just be hermits in in our house in our basements in our rooms whoever just playing video games all the time and it's good to have community that's the other point i want to bring up that bethesda their community seems very welcoming uh, welcoming very accepting which is cool we we want that just like i mentioned earlier to judge someone just because they're playing an app a mobile app on a tablet on a phone you know oh that doesn't make you a gamer you just get a you got a free-to-play app you got clash of clans you got clash royale you got asphalt 5 or or uh, bejeweled no you're a gamer 
you know, there's just different levels of game of gaming, but you're a gamer. If you play competitive in Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, if you play competitive Tetris, you're a gamer. Like Tetris, like believe it or not, it's competitive for, for those who don't believe that. Like holy shit. It's competitive, yeah. For those naysayers who say, ah, just mobile, just mobile gamer, that that doesn't count. You just got a tablet, you just got a phone, doesn't count, doesn't matter. The same way that we, we need to be accepting of people who play any games, the same way we need to be accepting of, you know, people that want to get into into the gaming community. And this is really important to, to have that, to to have that, feel of of welcoming and then positive energy and positive reinforcement because the moment some becomes toxic when the community comes toxic it's a bad look for the community and the people in it so don't be don't be that guy don't be that group do your best to include everyone don't judge if you find someone you find a bad apple you deal with them you you uh cut them out of the group because the moment you do it's going to spread onto the rest of the group and you want to make sure that any gaming community console gaming if it's RPGs if it's MOBA what have you that your communities have good like-minded people it's very important so i like that Bethesda and they're showing it was but I admit, a bit cringe. We, we gotta be honest. It was a bit cringe. But overall, I understand the message was trying to portray. I got it. And it was pretty cool seeing that. So, then the main event, we have Doom. Uh, Doom Eternal. I was really hyped for this. Like, I was like, oh, okay, can Doom coming out. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, holy fucking shit. This trailer is fucking hype. Like, we saw gameplay, which was very welcome. Uh, we saw as well as the special edition. I'm not really a big fan of that. I just want the game. If I get like a pre-order bonus, that's indifferent. But I just want to play the game. You know, I don't care for the trinkets. But hey, just because I don't prefer that or I don't enjoy it doesn't mean that other people won't. Because people love special edition. They love collector's items. Ironically, I do too. But, I don't know. I, I guess, like, over time, if something has value, then I'll grab it. But at the moment, Because eh. it's too much. Like, I, I'd rather just play the game. But, I don't know. Maybe, it, it, you know, they made a believer out of me. They, they kind of, like... I wrote on Twitter when uh, Bethesda's <laughs> conference going on. I was like, oh my God. I'm going to have to shell out a bunch of fucking money this holiday season. Holy crap. Because this is a lot of stuff that looks good for 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 the summer, for the holiday season, and for next year. Like, holy fucking crap. We're going to go over my, my favorite games or the games I'm looking forward to. Oh my god, but uh, they showed off Doom Eternal, like, fucking Christ, that game was, uh, that game was pretty dope, 
Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The game was pretty dope looking. We saw gameplay for it. Uh, a lot of abilities. Uh, new weapons. New um, physics. New abilities. Uh, and it was a lot of... I saw in the trailer, there was... Um, it's probably been a thing, but just seeing those new ways that the you can interact with the stage and the enemies, it was pretty dope. And... Of course, you gotta love the, the soundtrack in uh, in Doom. It's fucking dope. Like I've been a, a fan of Doom when I was a wee little lad, but since you know I was younger and I couldn't play mature rated games, now I can. You know, I started playing mature rated games when I was like, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen. You know, but when I was little, I couldn't. And we're going to get more information on Doom Eternal and uh, and the rest of the, you know, a lot of Bethesda's core uh, IPs, uh, QuakeCon or DoomCon. There's going to be a, a convention just for for Doom, so I can't wait to, to watch that live. Because it's going to be, I believe, in London, so fortunately it won't be there. Can't, of course, like if I can teleport, that would be fucking dope, but... At least we'll have live streaming of the event available, so I can't wait for that. So, Square Enix, we like I didn't see Ubisoft like 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 I watched it, but it wasn't that memorable. So, the only thing I, I remember was the the UPlay Plus subscription, but we will we'll get to that. Because I want to get into Square Enix. Because there was a lot of stuff that they, they announced and they showed off. They they start off big with Final Fantasy VII Remake. And they also show a lot of remasterings of uh, older titles. And as well as uh, expansions of uh, Final Fantasy Fourteen, and they showed off. They showed off a few, you know. They showed off a few indie titles as well. Got to give the indie indie developers some love too, and they showed off what they've been working on for around two and a half years. So you know, this has been in the works for the longest, and I'm glad that. They unveiled this, and we got a little bit of a sneak peek of what uh, Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix looks like. Hey, they got Kingdom Hearts, and Kingdom Hearts is on, you know, uh, all the Disney characters, Pixar characters, they're owned by Disney. So, Marvel, Avengers, Disney, makes sense. Square Enix, it makes sense. So... That was really dope. And it's original story. So it's not based on the movie. And I want to get into that. Because. People were upset. Some people thought it was a fighting game. It was like come on. It's Square Enix. They're RPG. Role playing. Strategy. Story driven. Story based. uh, Games. We all know this. So for people to speculate. Oh it's going to be a fighting game. Nah. I believe that we will get a Capcom's All-Star game before we get a, a Square Enix Marvel fighting game. Um, 
course, rights are a little bit dicey. So to to get um, another Marvel vs. Capcom game, it's 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 gonna be it's, it's gonna be another trip. It's gonna be another trip and vacation to to get that. But for those who were disappointed, they, they you know, of course, uh, don't I, I I don't like it. It's it's not it's not the Marvel I remember. Listen, and these are these are people who are in the in the Avengers hype train and, and the Marvel MCU hype train. So, I'm not to say, oh, you're you're not real fans, but just to say, well, you, you know, you're just wanting a game that's based off the movie when you know that movie, the games based off movies have been horrible. They've been shit. They've been also shit because a lot of Spider-Man games, X-Men, Fantastic Four... Uh, a lot of games have been bad, and now we're getting some decent superhero games. You know, Marvel, especially with uh, with with this game. This game looks to be promising. It's all new original story. They took their time. Two and a half years is a lot of time. Also, the Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 a while back that was a really good game because it was its own. Entity. It wasn't in line with the Spider-Man, with the Spider-Man uh, movies, the recent Spider-Man movies. So when you just go and do a, a superhero game from scratch, you don't have to rush it because oh, we got to rush it because the movie's gonna come out. So we have to have the game and the movie come out at the same time, and that's why you have a lot of crap, you know. Superhero games, yeah, a lot of crap Marvel uh, games because they had to put the game out, and that means sacrificing quality, sacrificing content, and fluidity. And we all know playing a lot of these games when we were younger, they were horrible. So for those who are saying, "Oh, it's not the Marvel," it's not the the Marvel uh, Avengers. I I know it's not the MCU. Thank God it's not from the MCU. Like, I'd rather have a a whole new original story from characters that we know, but not, you know, the MCU versions of the characters, more so the comic book versions of the characters, and that's fine. If the game is good, if everything is fleshed out, which they are, because it's Square Enix, it's Disney, it's Marvel, and it's a bunch of other companies that are uh, in the effort for this, so they they have to, you know, they have to make sure that that they do their best. They have to. They they gotta make sure. So that's why, that's why people are just going just just ham. Like, come on now, just the game isn't out. Give it a chance. Wait and see, because uh, it's it's fast approaching. May 2020, before you know it will be here. That's roughly a year, give or take a month, and some change. It's going to come out, it's, it's going to come out on May 2020. So when it comes out, by then, we'll, 
we will definitely know a lot more details than we know now. But it's good that we got something. Getting something is better than getting nothing. And that's something I gotta talk about with Nintendo, but that's a little later down the line. You know, we got Final Fantasy. I mentioned Final Fantasy VII, the remake. A lot of gameplay. We sh- we we saw a lot of gameplay. It was really crisp and, and clean. Uh, voice acting was was great. Graphics was you know of course it, it's a remake, so of course everything's gonna be updated for the modern era. The the character models look fantastic. And maybe uh, Tefa Lockhart will be in Smash. Like, I, I think she should be in Smash Brothers, but I don't know. I'm not the one that, that decides that. It'll be cool. You know, that means one less sore character. <laughs> because, uh, or she couldn't be good in uh, in Tekken. I'll, I'll, she'll be a good fit in Tekken, in the Tekken universe. Let's see here. But Marvel and Final Fantasy were those were the two in two hard hitting games, the two best games that they had to show off at the Square Enix uh conference. So they they did a good job with showing something good in the beginning and something good in the end. And that's how you have a conference. You have something good. And then you have, there was some good stuff. You know, they had um, remastering. They had uh, Final, Final Fantasy uh, Advanced Tactics. I remember playing a lot of the um, Final Fantasy, some of the Final Fantasy games, with, uh, you know, the consoles and what, well, not the uh, handheld consoles, I should say. You know, just, again, I was a big Nintendo fan, so I played a good amount of stuff that was on Nintendo. You know, it's a little bit of a blank, but again, it's great that we we have something new and we have uh, an update, a remastering. So, let's see here. Let's recap on Ubisoft, since I skipped over that. So, Watch Dogs Legions, we found out that uh, is NPC. The basically NPCs will be uh, more uh, more of a, a focal point, and you can even have a granny that has guns, which is uh, pretty cool. Hey, you gotta yeah, you your granny strapped. And this game was was Watch Dogs Three, so they changed it to Watch Dogs Legion. Um, it's cyberpunk. It's a cyberpunk style game and post-apocalyptic future, blah, blah blah blah. And it's it's a lot of like it's a lot of tech and and uh, that's what I love. I love games that have. Uh, tech emphasis, hacking, um, just a lot of uh, futuristic stuff. I love the, yeah, I love futuristic movies and like Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk twenty seven seven is one of the reasons why I love the games because it has a you know has a futuristic tech savvy techno vibe to it, and I, I'm I'm a sucker for that. I'm re- I really am. 
got Ghost Recon, and I know I you've been noticing a lot of uh, Terminator. That there's been a lot of that in in the a lot of conferences. Like this is all over. I know Microsoft had a bit of a Terminator, like like a bit of a, like a some content for Terminator Dark Fate, as well as just everywhere. I saw it everywhere, like almost every conference. So that was like the theme was all well, oh, Terminators put Terminator and everything, which I have something to talk about that movie, but that'll be for another episode for another time. Let's see, Division 2, we have Rainbow Six, and the Uplay, I mentioned Uplay is a subscription uh, service for the PC, so more love for PC, so Ubisoft is doing its own Game Pass subscription program with Uplay Plus, it's coming to the PC this September, wow, that's really, really, really close. For fourteen ninety nine a month, you get access to a hundred plus games and counting. So they're gonna add more as time goes on, of course, as they should, including premium editions with all the DLC, early access to new games, whether or not you want to play classic games like Prince of Persia, good game by the way, or the original Beyond Good and Evil, or want to jump into Ghost Recon Breaking Point and Watch Dogs Legion ASAP. So right there, like. I love Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like, it's just X-Play, Tech TV, G4, Vibes. Just a lot of these games. You know, Psychonauts. You know, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, man. Just getting this out. And speaking of G4, I will be... Don't miss. I will have the G4 part of the two-part Tech TV G4 podcast. It's gonna come out this week. So it will be it will be Raleigh. It will be available. Don't you worry. And my Twitter is blowing up. What is going on? I gotta mute my Twitter sometimes. It's too it's too uh it's too lit even for me right now. But yeah, like just going back to you play. There's something I might actually consider getting if I had a PC. <laughs> if I had a PC, I would consider getting this. Me me for a second. Oh, wait, I have a PC. No, you don't. Like, come on. <laughs> so that's... That is... Uh, that is something that uh, I'm interested in much more. Okay, so we go to oh, we go to Nintendo. So, oh boy, I love Nintendo. Yeah, seriously, have an affinity and a love for Nintendo. As everyone listening to this, they grew up playing. It was a Sega, Nintendo. You, you had a part in that in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, and the mid nineties, playing a lot of the Nintendo games. Just however, I know a lot of people were hyped for uh, Banjo-Kazooie, as as was I, because he's supposed to have been in, in Smash Brothers like, like decades ago, <laughs> as it's a bit, it's, it's a, 
not that I'm saying it's too late, but like I said earlier, it's better late than never. It's un- unfortunate that while I was happy and hyped that Banjo and, and Kazooie are in, in Smash Brothers, it's pretty cool. It's like the rest of the of the conference wasn't it wasn't that hype to me. I, I found more hype in Microsoft, in Square Enix, and Bethesda. Ironically, and it is kind of crazy that I'm saying this, but Nintendo, and it's my opinion. Of course, everyone has their own opinion, but to me, I didn't enjoy Nintendo's conference. Uh, besides, like we we know basically everything we need to know about uh, Super Mario Maker Two because that's coming out next, like in two weeks, give or take a few days. It's coming out by the end of this month, so we're gonna get that. I'm hyped for that. I'm most hyped for Luigi's Mansion Three, and even though I'm not, I don't play Zelda, but I do love the lore. I do love. Um, the characters and, and whatnot. I do love the fact that there is a a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild remake, as the first one was one of the launch titles for the Switch, and it was the best game like ever. And I agree, the game looks fucking dope. And for a launch title to have you know all those accolades, rewards, and 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 praises, well deserved. And to have another one, it's, hey, a movie does good, does really well in the box office, it got a sequel. So that, that is the, the logic here. The, the game did really well, so we're going to have a sequel. And I'm happy for that. Um, besides, because you know, you know me, Ruben Prime, you know, the whole Metroid Prime, but whole, whole uh, Metroid Prime, Metroid fandom. It sucks that we didn't get any information on Metro Prime 4. I'm just going to say that. Get this out of the way. I'm going to say it now. It sucks that there wasn't much info on Metro Prime 4. Because you will think that, hey, like, Metroid was one of the, you know, one of the pillars of Nintendo. You had Mario, you had Zelda, you have Donkey Kong. You, you, you have a lot of these a lot of these uh, IPs, and they just stuck in, in the doldrums, not, not being used. And yeah, there were a lot of titles that were ported over from the Wii U to the Switch. Good job, by the way, because there's a lot of, a lot of titles that people did not get to enjoy because it was on the Wii U. A lot of people just said, F the Wii U, and I'm just going to wait until... Sun comes up or just stay stay with their Wii. But there was a lot of good titles that were on on the Wii U that people didn't get to play, so it makes sense to port them over to the Switch. Makes sense. But we need a lot more You know, we need a lot more on the on the Switch. We need even if it's a a remastering of the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Or Super Metroid. I would love to play Super Metroid on the Switch. I would love to play Metroid Fusion on the Switch. I would love to play 
but no, we're not going to play other M. But I would love to at least play all the good Metroid games on the Switch. As the one of the main reasons why I brought a Switch besides playing Smash Brothers is to play uh, Metroid. And when we when I found out that we was gonna get a Mario Maker two, I was like, I didn't get to play the first one because it's on the Wii U. Going back to my point earlier, it will be pretty dope to play. You know, play the second one on the Switch and build my own levels. And it's just unfortunate that. Uh, we gotta wait, but hopefully I am hopeful. You know, I'm not gonna be a, a I'm not gonna be shit on on Nintendo because it's unfair. Because we know, and I mentioned this earlier, they will have their Nintendo Directs. There's definitely one coming very soon, so we'll we'll find out a lot of stuff. And we we did get a bit of Metroid. You know the the 3ds new 3ds XL. Um, Metroid Edition. We got uh, we got the the new Metroid game for the, the 3DS. Like it was good and all. Like it, it quenched my appetite. I was able to it, it was able to fill me up for a little while. But I just we we all want that Metroid Prime Four. We all want that new Metroid game, and. Hopefully we do get something by the end of the year, because they've been quiet and understand that, you know, Retro Studios got back, you know, they're the studio now in charge of uh, producing the game, which is good, because having this new, having the previous studio wasn't working out, and Nintendo apologized to us that they want us to play a good game. And it will be unfair for you know for us to just be shoveled shit, you know. And that's respectful for a company to say they, they apologize, they, they're sorry. You know, it takes balls. So I hope that they do Metroid right by this, and I hope that we get to see a lot more uh, intellectual properties on the Switch because just to have Mario and Zelda and Fire Emblem. It's like, come on, man. we we need we need a little bit of rotation here. I, I would love to to see more of Nintendo's mascots, more of Nintendo's uh, first party titles and and IPs on on the forefront because you can do another Super Mario World, a 3D World, or or Super Mario Bros. or Legend of Zelda. Like, we need, you know, we need more. And personally, I need more. Coming from me personally, but I know a lot of other people feel my my gripes as well. Because it's not fair just to have Mario game after Mario game. And I love Mario. That's the first game I grew up playing. This is all the Mario Bros. You know, Super Mario Brothers 1. The Lost Levels, a.k.a. the real Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, the American Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, and World. And even the ones on, on the on, on the other consoles as well, on, on, the, on the 3DS. I, I grew up playing primarily Mario games, but I branched out and played other, other games because I needed to explore more. 
which is all good. But just personally, me, just seeing Mario after Mario after Mario. And they do well. They sell well. Mario and Zelda, they sell, they sell well. But I always love to have more variety because that's the spice of life. You got to have a little, a little bit of variety in life. So hopefully, again, I hope that they release some information regarding a a a port to the Switch for the older Metroid games, and as well as a a a remastering of uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy because I still have all three Metroid Primes. For you know the GameCube and the Wii respectively, but it would be nice to play Metroid on the Switch. So hopefully they're working on that, and we'll get something for the holiday season, or we'll get something for late, you know, early spring. So yeah, rant over with Nintendo. So let's get on with um, some of their. Some of the highlights. So, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing New Horizons. They uh, unveiled it, but it got delayed. So, instead of coming out later on this year, it's coming out in 2020. It sucks. Like, when a game gets delayed, it's just the anticipation grows more and more. Get more anxious. Like, crap, man. Like, I want it. Like, I've been waiting patiently. And then you get... Yeah, you gotta wait a little longer. It's been delayed, but I rather the game get delayed, and it be perfect. Then the game come out, and you know they rush it, and then they gotta go back and you know have software updates to fix you know uh, problems and and have patches. So it's good at that it's it's delayed. At least we know it's gonna come out, but we just gotta wait a little longer for you Animal Crossing fans. Yeah, so we got a sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So that's in development. I mentioned that earlier. It's in development. And that's being worked on. And Breath of the Wild will, the sequel for Breath of the Wild will pick off right where the first game left off at. And it seems like you'll be able to, uh, rumors, I don't, I don't know. But you might be able to play, and if this is true, that'll be pretty dope. You get to play as Zelda and Link, which is pretty. It's pretty dope. And I know people are like going ham over short hair Zelda, so I kind of wish people will, will get you know fanboy fangirl over uh, Samus, but you know it is what it is. So yeah, we have Banjo Kazooie and Dragon Quest. They're on their way to Smash Ultimate. So, during Nintendo's E3 presentation, they unveiled Banjo-Kazooie and Dragon Quest character uh, Hero. And they're, they're going to be in Smash Ultimate, which is cool. You know, people love Dragon Quest. It's an RPG, RPG style. It, you know... It's basically Dragon Ball Z meets Final Fantasy. So, you know, for those who, who love it, that's that's cool. You you have your character. Like, as the the model for Smash Ultimate, everyone is in. 
So since we got Banjo and we got Dragon Quest in Smash Ultimate, we should definitely have characters like Goku, uh, Master Chief. It'll be really cool for uh, you know for those characters to be in there. And hell, like I tweeted this earlier, you know, earlier during the week, uh, during E3, it'll be cool if Alex Jones, you know, the the meme lord, will be in uh, in Smash. You know, it'll just put him in there. Uh, you gotta put put Joe Rogan in there. <laughs> so it'll be the it'll be podcast mania and Smash Brothers. But all just side. You know, people were hyped for Banjo and Dragon Quest characters. Well, Dragon Quest character hero and to be in Smash. And they have alternate costumes to be the protagonist, protagonist from Dragon Quest 3, Seeds of Salvation, Dragon Quest 4, Chapters of the Chosen, or Dragon Quest 8, Journey of the Cursed King. Which is dope you get to... Um, have alternate costumes looking like the protagonists from each of those games. So, again, when it comes to uh, skins or alternative uh, costumes, like Smash Brothers always does it justice. So, I can't wait to see how, you know, when the game, when the character becomes live to download and to purchase, see how, how he fares up in the meta. Because you have so many so many characters, so the man's gonna be uh topsy turvy. And you have sword characters of course. You got you can't have you can't have enough sword characters. Just put twenty more in there. But my cynicism aside, like new characters, we're always loving new characters. Uh so that's good that we're able to have new um just new content because a certain uh fighting game company, I don't know they do with new characters, new content, it's just it hasn't been doing too good. With Street Fighter Five, has not been doing too well, and there's a reason why me and a lot of my friends don't play the game anymore. So we have Luigi's Mansion Three, which I'm pretty much looking forward to. I was uh, I was hyped when they revealed this because I loved the first two. And, you know, the first one, of course, that was on the GameCube. And it was really good to see that the graphics, like, this looks insane. Like, they put, when it came to the graphics and just the graphics alone, it's like, wow, like, they they took their, their time with this game and they, they took good care of it. Because, you know, Luigi gets a lot of slack. But we all love Luigi, so I'm glad that he has his game on the Switch, and it looks as beautiful as it does. And he has a lot of new abilities. Um, he has a a, a clone-aking shit out from his vacuum called Goigi, which uh, he was basically shitting on this this E3 conference, you know, and. The, there was a lot of new abilities that he had with the uh, with the Poltergeist G Double Zero, so I, I really cannot wait for this. And this coming out 
later on this year in 2019. So we won't have to wait too long. So we have a new Louise Mansion game and we have a new Mario Maker game. So that should tie us over uh, and before the, the characters come out, the new DLC characters come out. So that would be pretty that would be pretty dope. So lastly, but so not least, we have more Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, updates regarding story, game mechanics, a few characters introduced, and as well as some of the Pokemon that will be in in the game. And also I heard that there since the Pokedex have to, has to be like over eight, nine hundred Pokemon in total from all regions. So I know that they're gonna definitely chop off some of the Pokemon because there's too many. And I heard that they're getting rid of the national decks. And understand why too many Pokemon to keep track of and it's gonna be impossible to to have that load that ha- have that amount of Pokemon in the game, this is getting really ridiculous. Like I remember when there was 150, you know, two and change, three and change, four and change, five. It's like it's so many, and I think that by them getting rid of the national decks, it's like a fresh start. But you never know. Maybe in DLC, maybe in well, not DLC, no, not, no. We shouldn't have to pay for a national deck. So maybe we know more when the game comes out. But as of right now, it seems like they got rid of the national decks. But, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's too many Pokemon in, in this game, in this series. And hopefully we'll we'll know, like, officially as time goes along, like, which Pokemon are, are in and which ones are not. So only time will tell. But, yeah. That will wrap it up for my discussion on E3. But before I call it a close, I wanted to quickly talk to you guys about some of the games I'm looking forward to from this E3. Let's see here. So, we have Cyberpunk 2077. That's coming out on April 16th, 2020. That's on PC, PS4, Xbox One, Ghostwire, Tokyo. No confirmed release date. Uh, we don't know what platforms it will be on. Most likely it will be on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, Deathloop, same thing. We don't know any release date, any any other platforms it will be on. Doom Eternal, P, uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. That's coming out. This holiday season, November 22nd, 2019. So you, you'll be able to embrace hell this holiday season while playing Doom Eternal. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Another, uh, this is a RPG. Uh, this is not a fighting game, so it basically goes over the Saiyan Saga and the Frieza Saga of Dragon Ball Z so, yeah, we get to see Krillin die again. We get to see Goku die. We get to see uh, the basically the the OG storylines again, but in 4K resolution coming out early 2020. 
on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. We have Wolfenstein Youngblood. That is on PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One. Coming out July 26th of this year, so next month. We don't have to wait too long for that. We have Psychonauts. That is on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, which I'm looking forward to playing this. It's been 14, 14, 15 years since we have uh, a new Psychonauts game. And this is coming out this holiday season, so I cannot wait. Astral Chain, a.k.a. uh, Blue Version, for the Nintendo Switch, August 30th, 2019. It looked pretty cool from the trailer. So, I can't wait to play this. You know, more Nintendo games in my library. Uh, speaking of other Nintendo Switch games, uh, Luigi Mansion 3. That's coming out later on this year, 2019, for the Nintendo Switch. Final Fantasy 7 Remake, coming out on the PS4, March 3rd, 2020. And Marvel's Avengers, coming out in May of 2020. So, that being said, those are my favorite games I'm looking forward to. Games that caught my eye from this year's E3. So guys, that being said, what are your favorite games from this year's E3? What were your highlights, lowlights? What were uh, anything that stood out to you? Uh, please let me know on Twitter at TV. You can also visit my website RoomPrimeTV.com slash contact where you can send me your feedback, email me any any of your concerns, comments, and I will definitely get to them. Also, you can just email me directly, roomprimetv at gmail.com, and I will definitely get to your questions because I do want to have a interactive podcast where I respond to you guys' questions and me, if it's me by myself, it's, if it's Rome himself, if it's Agent Neil, Hellcat, any of the hyperbolic shirt company guys, we will definitely answer your questions that you sent us because I want this to be as interactive as possible. So with that being said, Room Prime TV on Twitter, roomprimetv.com slash contact to contact me regarding anything podcast related any q a's i will answer them and hey we'll have a q a show also i'm on soundcloud apple Podcasts, google play Podcasts, stitcher spotify and TuneIn radio i'm on all those so wherever you wherever your preference is i got your back so that being said for myself and the Room Prime TV family, this has been an episode of Table for One, right here at RoomPrimeTV.com. That being said, happy Father's Day, and I bid you adieu and a farewell. Happy Sunday, guys.